Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment, and I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. Welcome everyone to the Stop Devaluation Movement My Story interview. And today I have Dr. Sam here, and I'll let you pronounce your last name, Sam. Oh, it's a dandy. It's Kojaglanian. Kojaglanian. Well, I am so honored to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be with you, Dr. Melody. Dr. Sam, uh, you are a cardiologist, and you've received awards for your work. I was specifically drawn to one award, and that was the Most Compassionate Award. And I read how it was granted to only 1% of 900,000 active physicians in America. That's absolutely amazing. It's such an honor. I mean, I love my patients. Uh, whenever you deal with a patient, I'm, it's, it, he or she, to me, is not a number uh, their souls, their precious souls, yeah. uh, they're, they're hurting. Uh, they're, uh, you know, they're coming to you and saying, please help me. And I just want to pour my heart, my soul, my being into them. And Aww. they're going to be better off when they see me at, before versus after. Uh, they come in hurting. I want them to leave happy, joyful, uh, and, and that physically much better off. So I, I treat them like family. They are family to me. And uh, they, they get the best of me. So I, I, they don't. They deserve all. They, you, we got to give to hurting people, and I just I want to pour out my heart and soul and my life to, in them. Wow. We love you already. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Sam, you care about the physical heart, but you're also yes. known as a mender of the brokenhearted. Well, it's, uh, it's true. I came up with that. Uh, uh, when I see people, I want the, you, you want to be wherever you and I go. We want to be treated like uh, everybody else. We want to be treated with kindness and goodness yes. and gentleness. And that's what I think mends the heart. Uh, a lot of times we think, here's this medicine and here's, let me put in the stent. Let me open up a heart artery. All important. That's wonderful. But how about the holding of the hands, the, yeah. the hug, the, the, the love that I pour out to my patients, that makes the difference. That's the mending of the heart. Uh, because a lot of people have physical problems, but it, it stemmed from a psychological or bitterness or anger problem. And if we could dig deeper and help these precious souls, oh, what a privilege. What a privilege it is to do that. Wow. Dr. Sam, may I ask you a personal question? Sure. You know, my experience is oftentimes our pain becomes our purpose. Have you ever experienced any form of devaluation or pain that has motivated you to be the type of person that you are today? Ooh, that goes close to the heart, what you just asked me. Uh, when I came to America, we, we, uh, I'm Armenian, and we were born in, uh, I was born in Jerusalem uh, in a small Armenian community. We moved to a place called Chattanooga, Tennessee, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I love America. This is the greatest nation in the world. And we, we moved uh, to America. And I was a foreigner. You know, everybody got blue jeans, and I've got pantalones, and they've got, like, uh, hot, hot shoes. Well, I don't know, 150 bucks. I, I've, I got sandals. And they're like, you are a foreigner. You're ugly. Get out of our sight. 
get mm-hmm. out of here. And, oh. you know, uh, I, I sensed that. I felt that. I was beat up in school, not because I was a thug, but because I was different. And, and I tasted bigotry to the core, to the oh. deepest part of my soul and spirit. And, and they uh, tried to trample me. And um, my mom and dad uh, taught me a couple of things. First, you, you don't fight with your fist. You fight on your knees and you pray. Uh, wow. Second of all, you sit on your behind and you study like a mad boy. And, you know, in a matter of two years, these people who hated me, these people who were uh, pushing me down the stairs, these people who hit me in the nose when we were playing in the play- playground to the point where I had to go to the hospital because my nose wouldn't stop bleeding. Oh uh, these people, in a matter of two years, voted me the best all-around student in the sixth grade. Uh, you know, it's up to me. Uh, it's up to us how we respond. We can respond in bitterness. I can respond in hatred. I can respond in fighting. Or I can respond in kindness. And the kindness uh, and the gentleness changed the whole environment. A lot of people say they were born on the wrong side of the tracks. Well, baby, wherever you are, right, right side, wrong side, whatever you are, just get on the tracks. Let the train ride. And you're going to see that you can make a big difference and by yes. you responding in goodness and gentleness. Wow. I, I love what you just shared. It's really the heart of the stopped evaluation movement because one way to heal lives as well as nations is by valuing all of humanity. And mm-hmm. in the midst of the bigotry you experience, how did that impact your self-worth and your worldview? Well, at first, to tell you the truth, I, I was like, hey, get me out of this place. I don't want to live here. I This is awful. I was comfortable back in my little Armenian community in, in the Middle East. I This this is hurtful. I, I can't stand it. And, you know, we had gone to church, and the church accepted us and loved us. Um, and, and so I, in the midst of all this pain, instead of shutting down, I said, well, hey, let's sell the most chocolate bars in the school's history. So I went door to door, sold chocolate bars. <laughs> I joined the choir, learned Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Supercalifragilistic. I had, I was, I joined in the sports. I joined everything, and I, I, did, I served the people. I served my classmates. Wow. I served my school. In so doing, I, I, it changed everything. People's perspective, my perspective. So in, in. I could sit here in my pain and die, mm-hmm. or I could take that pain and change it mm-hmm. into a force of love and goodness and helpfulness and service, and wow. that will make a big difference in this world. It sure does. Were there individuals in your life at that time that saw your values, saw your worth, and they helped you process through that pain? Absolutely. I mean, you turn to some people and uh, they're, they're not, they're not going to be any help, but there you turn to others like my parents who uh, saw my pain, who saw my mm. grief, uh, who um, sat with me, cried with me um, and helped me through this process. There were my, my pastor in the church uh, loved me and said, Hey, you were called for a great purpose. Uh, God is with you. Uh, uh, the Lord loves you. Uh, you're going to do great things. Uh, and he gave me opportunities to speak and he encouraged me and sharpened me. So you, you have to, you have to take everything in the balance. Um, and, uh, you, uh, people who hurt you and hate you and devalue you, you, you know, one thing Dr. Miller, my dad has taught me is amazing. When you get a letter, you, of course it's addressed to you. But you look at the person who wrote you the letter. Yes. And if it's of great worth, well, then let's read it. But if it's not, say, this is not going to bother me. 
you're not going to take me down. So I had to balance to see where these voices were coming from. Who hated me? Who wanted me down? Why did they want me down? I didn't even have time to analyze it. I just said, uh, despite what you say, despite what you do, I will rise. I'm going to fly like the eagles. Isn't it true? Hurt people hurt people. And the ones that devalue the most are probably hurting the most. Yes. Yes, it's so true. Uh, I think um, you have to, there are two ways of responding. The hurt people say, oh, okay, you hurt me I forever. I'm going to go around and rip you guys up. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to a point of success, and I'm going to make sure everybody else tastes the misery that I tasted. That person is actually killing themselves, yeah. and that person is actually treating themselves worse than they were treated if they would only wake up and know that. And while the other person says, I was mistreated, And I shall not treat others like I was treated. I want to love my neighbor as I love myself. That's the golden rule. And and you can't, you know, we're talking about racism. We talk about devaluement. If we just take that one thing, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, uh, you you just can't go wrong. You just see a human soul who's hurting. And may I extend my hand to you and let's make this a better world by just touching and, and healing each other and encouraging one another. That is so good, and it's so true. Actually, I learned through neuroscience that every thought I have, every word I speak, just doesn't affect someone else. It feeds back into my own brain, establishing either fear-based memory or healthy memory. And so we don't realize when we treat others wrongly, it actually harms us. So, so true. Uh, because, you know, when I, when I was a kid growing up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we used to sing a song, Sticks and Stones May Break mm-hmm. My Bones, But Words Will Never Hurt Me. Oh, uh, that is so untrue. That's uh, yeah, Words can be worse than a shotgun, mm-hmm. uh, a bullet. Uh, and a, a lot of times we don't understand that those words are a, a bottled medication of poison that we're drinking. And, and that we can actually change our destiny by speaking foul or by speaking good and I refuse to speak foul and when I catch myself I just have to slap them slap me good and I say change it stop it and and most people go by their feelings what I don't Mm -hmm. feel like it well it doesn't matter if you don't feel like it you just say it you just keep on saying it proclaiming it and then doing the best you can in your with all the capacity to rise we are so powerful And no matter what we've experienced, uh, anyone who knows me knows my story where I was uh, molested from the time I was two years old to nine years old. But my pain did not keep me stuck. I am not a victim. I'm not defined by my past. But I can make a decision to value others even though I was devalued. Because I know what it feels like. I can be an agent of healing. So how has your story and your healing healing process motivated you to invest into others? Well, you, you look at uh, the big bird's eye view. Uh, why was I born? Why am I here? Mm. Uh, was I here to help? Was I here to serve? And my, my deal in life is serve God, serve people. Love God, love people. I may be hard-pressed, but I'm not crushed. And I may be perplexed, but I'm not going to be in despair. And I may be persecuted, but I'm not going to be abandoned. And I may be shut down and struck down, but I am not going to be destroyed. And uh, that not only helps me, but it also, I I see a a sea of people in front of me all the time. 
a crowd, a, a patient, one-on-one or one-on-10,000. I've had it all, and, and I see hurting people, and I just want to extend my love to them. Yes. And, I, and people are like, well, I don't have anything. Well, a smile mm-hmm. is free. Give them your smile. Show them your smile. And people, people freak out when you smile at mm-hmm. them. It, it might be dangerous in Los Angeles. They'd be like, what you staring at? <laughs> uh, but it, I, I, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it was like, baby, why, why don't you say hi to me? Uh, so, it's, you know, it's a it's different world. But I smile at people, and, and I, I just feel like that's a free gift that I could give. Even if I don't see them, touch them, talk to them, I at least smile at them. Yes. I, from the smallest things to, to putting a stent in somebody's heart. Uh, mm. Just give what you got. You may not have much, but just give what you got. You'll not only change yourself, but you can change the world. Yes. So how do you or how do you help others know how to deal with failure or personal sabotage or rejection of others? How do you process through that? Well, I think part of life is failure. I've had so many failures. I've had 27 rejection letters to uh, medical school. I've been told whether I was a kid, I'm a foreigner and I don't belong to the time when I was trying to apply to medical schools and people were saying, you don't have what it takes to be a doctor. Why don't you try something else? You chose the wrong field. So it's, it's crushing, you know, that these things come at you and you get rejected and 27 mm-hmm. re- letters in the mail is not fun to go, Hey, I got another rejection. You know, it's, that's not fun. Uh, it's crushing. It's to the point where you're like, maybe I missed the boat. Maybe I missed everything. Maybe I'm in the wrong path. Maybe I'm going to 180 degrees in the wrong path. But it's, you know in your heart and soul that this is what you were born for. You just keep on going. You fall and you raise up. You fail and you say, no, I'm go- this failure is a stepping stone to my, my next success. And so failure has, is very prominent in my life. Wow. Very. And I look back at failure and I don't. Um, I don't disdain it. I thank God for my failures because it has humbled me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you get to a position of goodness and greatness or success, if you carry humility in your soul, people will notice it and they will be drawn to you by that humility. So failures have caused me to be humble and not to trust in myself, but to trust in the good Lord who gives me strength day to day. That's how you've dealt with yourself. But how do you deal with unreasonable people or people that may devalue you now or demean you now or be critical? You're, you're talking a lot of faith things on this and your beliefs. How do you respond to people that are critical of what you believe and your passions? You, uh, there's two ways of responding. You know, I, I go back to uh, Proverbs where uh, King Solomon wrote down in Proverbs 26. Um, he said, you, you uh, answer the fool. Uh, and so that he may not think he's wise in his eyes. And then he turns right around and he says, don't answer the fool because you'll be like him. So Dr. Melody, you got to pick your fights. You got to say, this is worth it. This is not worth it. You said what you said to me. You know what? I'm going to ignore this because I ain't got no time in my brain or in my heart to give you free rent. You don't, you Mm -hmm. don't belong in my heart and soul. You're not going to have free rent here. Bye. Bye. I got one word, three letters, B-Y-E, bye. So at times, that's the response. And at times, uh, so you, uh, you don't respond, really. And at times, you say, oh, excuse me, excuse me. What you said was not reasonable, and it mm-hmm. was hurtful. Now, you, I don't go into one more higher step and say, what you said was unreasonable and hurtful because 
I don't, I'm not, see, when I say because, it, I, I have started judging the person. Mm-hmm. But I can judge to the point where you say, what you said was hurtful. They can't argue with me. It was hurtful. But when I say what you said to me was hurtful because mm-hmm. you, you were like this, and then I'm judging them and they get crazy. But they, a lot of people stop in their tracks because they're shocked when you say that to them. What you said to me was hurtful. And it's good enough to put a stop to what they're doing. And at times, uh, people got to rise. People got to, sometimes you got to shut up. Sometimes you got to speak up. And you got to figure out which, when, when the, which arena you got to fight in. That's really powerful because you have developed the ability to separate the person from the problem. Separate the person, mm-hmm. the value of that human being from their actions and refuse mm-hmm. to participate in that which would be devaluing of them, even though they devalued you. So you stayed in a place where you can walk in emotional health and not attack someone else for their unhealthy behaviors. That's so true because um, when you, uh, there are two forms of judgment. One is a judgment of identification and the other is a judgment of condemnation. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the place of condemning people, but I am in a place of identifying people. Because I have to identify whether someone's having a heart attack or not. I can't just say, well, I'm not, I'm not the judge of this. I am the judge of this. I am here to, as a heart doctor to say, this is a heart attack. Let's roll. Let's go. And in the same with people who are trying to devalue me or you or all, all our listeners right now, it, you have the opportunity to judge. You have it. You, you can, you know, if you're walking in an alley and you see this big man coming at you with a knife and a gun, you can't say, well, I think it's okay. No, it's not okay. You know, they've got a gun. You, you got to run. Uh, so you can judge. But, and, and if somebody with a gun with words is devaluing you, mm-hmm. you can judge and say, hey, that, that was hurtful. But to go to the higher level and say, it's because you're like this and like that, and that becomes condemnation. Right. And so I don't take the second step. I take the first step of identification. And it's up to them to respond the way they want to respond. But most of the people are shocked. When you identify them and you just stop right there and you let them say what they need to say. And most people will apologize. If they're unreasonable, then you must move on. Go to the next arena. This is not worth it. Look at the letter. Look at the envelope. Look where it came from and say, I'm, this is rejected. I go to the next place. Let's go. Well, what a man of emotional intelligence, a man that values all of humanity in spite of their actions and knows how to respond to them with a maturity, with a heart that truly cares. I'll tell you, I bet you people all over this nation would flood to California to show up to your doctor's office because you would not just care for their physical heart, but also care for their soul, their emotions, their mind, what's going on on the inside of them. And we really need to be healed physically, but we also need to be healed emotionally so we can love life. That's right. And uh, a lot of things are hidden underneath. Uh, when we see a heart attack, uh, it, it's, it's seeable, right? We, we see it. But what's inside? What caused that? And there goes all the questions. Did you smoke? Are you diabetic? Do you have high cholesterol? Are you angry? Are you bitter? Um, you know, these questions are not asked many times. What what caused this? Uh, and anger and bitterness? Oh, my, my, my. Anger and bitterness cause a lot of havoc to the whole body and the heart. And that's why I beg our listeners to 
identify the person who has hurt you. Uh, forgive them, not for their sake. And when you forgive someone, it's not saying that it's okay what you did. What they did was harmful. What they did was hurtful. What they did is cannot be rationed out, and it can't be forgiven in a sense. But you should forgive them. I should forgive them. Why? Because they cannot cause havoc in our soul. And we're not saying, I, I forgive you and what you did was okay. You're just saying, I forgive you and I release you because I'm not going to allow you to hurt my soul and my spirit and my body any longer. Dr. Sam, are you saying that the emotional pain, the suffering, the bigotry, the prejudice, the retaliation uh, of that affects the physical heart? Absolutely. And I see hatred being spewed out today like I've never seen before. And, and folks that think they can speak hatred uh, and, and uh, feel better about themselves, you're not, you're not hurt, helping yourself. You're wow. actually, absolutely hurting yourself. Be careful what you say. Honor others with your words, even if you don't agree with them. We don't have to hate them. Right. We can disagree, but we don't have to hate. Wow. Valuing all of humanity is healthy for us physically as well as emotionally. My goodness, that's powerful. Well, as we close, Dr. Sam, is there anything that you feel you want to communicate to our audience uh, concerning the power of honor and validation and the celebration of another human being? I think it's so important that that we live life uh, loving others uh, and not building for ourselves. How much can we build for ourselves? How much can we rise? As we rise, uh, let's not step on people's heads. As we rise, let us lift up others' hearts. And by doing that, not only will we rise higher, but we will allow them to fly like the eagle. And that is the beauty of life. Wow. Dr. Sam, you're so eloquent And I have been so honored to have you partner with me in the Stopped Evaluation Movement. It's my honor. I I live to love people, help people, give to people, honor people. Whatever little we can do to touch people's lives, I'm here, I'm ready, I'm set to go. Let's let's do this. Uh, I think we have a kindred spirit here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so very, very much for being on the Stopped Evaluation Movement's My Story. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stopped Evaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow hashtag Stopped Evaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and visit StoppedEvaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.